32-year-old Nicole Fitz had been struggling financially for months while trying to provide for two girls as a single mom. After months of hard work, things were finally starting to fall into place. She had a place to stay, a full-time job, and supportive family and friends. However, in a bustling city like San Francisco, California, it's hard to find decent childcare, especially if you're new to the area. Nonetheless, she was able to find a working situation, and for a while, things were great, until they weren't. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Nicole, or Nikki, as her friends and family called her, had moved to San Francisco from San Diego in 2012 with her sister and her sister's partner. With housing costs at an all-time high and rising consistently, it was difficult to secure living arrangements, and as a result, Nikki spent time in a homeless shelter for some time. During this time, she had become pregnant with her daughter, Ariana, who was born the following year. Nikki also had an older daughter who was 12 years old, who she sent to stay with her dad in Southern California until she could get on her feet, but ended up fighting to get her back after she was removed from her father's house by Child Protective Services. Now, while at this homeless shelter, Nicole met a woman named Lamasami Briggs, who was a self-proclaimed street pastor. She recruited and maybe even targeted Nikki to help with volunteer services, even opened up her home to Nicole and her baby, offering up a room. At first, Briggs allowed her to stay rent-free, but once she started working at Best Buy and had a paycheck coming in, the woman started charging her for rent and childcare. And it wasn't long before Briggs started becoming possessive and controlling of Ariana, Nicole's daughter, making Nikki quite uncomfortable. She voiced those feelings to people she believed to be her friends, Helena Martin and Ciolo Hearn, but they also happened to be nieces of Briggs. After a while, Nicole's sister became concerned for her safety and offered her a room in her home. She picked her up in November of 2015 and tried to get her belongings from Briggs' apartment, but they were forced to call the police when Briggs refused to give up anything. So now Nicole was staying in Santa Cruz and traveling by bus to San Francisco. Sometimes this trip to work and back took as much as eight hours. She spent an entire work shift just commuting so having dependable childcare was crucial. Nicole's sister was working and attending school at the time, but helped where she could. Nicole was forced to find other options. So she allowed Briggs's nieces to watch the baby, Helena Martin and Cielo Hearn, who we mentioned earlier. At the time, they both lived in the Oakland area. So Nicole was forced to leave Ariana, often overnight at the sitter's house due to late shifts and early starts, and of course, all of the traveling back and forth. She was pulling extra shifts because she was adamant about trying to get a place for her and her two daughters so she could finally bring them both home to a stable place. But in the meantime, Nicole was offered a room by one of her new friends at work. And when the coworker found out she was commuting four hours to work and four hours home, she said she had to open her house up to her. However, Nicole never got to bring her girls home, and in fact, had been unable to see her daughter for some time, as the babysitters kept making up reasons why they couldn't return her. 
even once claiming to have taken the child to Disneyland for the weekend. They made it very hard for Nicole to meet with them, and they kept as much distance as they could between her and her baby. Then, on April 1st, after spending the day with a friend, Nicole returned home and spoke with her roommate, informing her that she was going over to the sitter's house to get Ariana and bring her home. The roommate says Nicole was upset and determined to get her daughter back. She offered to go with her, but Nicole said that she could handle it. So her roommate told her to be safe and that she would wait for her. And she did. However, Nicole never returned. Instead, she sent her roommate a text saying that she was headed to Fresno with someone named Sam and Ariana, her daughter. It was odd, but since it was late, her roommate went to sleep and then attempted to call her the next day. Nicole's phone went straight to voicemail. Her roommate started calling around to see if anyone had heard from her and was quickly joined by those close to her. Her friends found a post on her social media page that really raised some red flags. It said, quote, spending time with my three-year-old need this break. Break spelt B-R-A-K-E. Now for one, her daughter was only two. And then also her friend and family both claimed that she was kind of a grammar snob and would not have ever used the wrong form of break, which should have been B-R-E-A-K. Now, finally, Nicole's sisters were alerted of her absence through this Facebook post and through Nicole's co-workers at Best Buy. They immediately contacted the San Francisco police and were able to file a missing persons report on April 5th. Her roommate had attempted to file a report earlier, but she couldn't because they claimed that Nicole was a grown woman and she had sent her the text saying that she was going out of town. So a desperate search began and a puzzle began to unfold. And that puzzle is still missing so many important pieces. The sitters were contacted but were not responding to any of the family or the police. And when police finally did make contact with the sitters, they were refusing to talk to anyone, claiming that they had not seen the child in over a month. But a break finally comes in the case. On April 8th, when a groundskeeper was cleaning up a section of McLaren Park, he picked up a piece of plywood lying on the ground with an odd symbol spray painted on it and discovered the body of Nicole Fitz in a shallow grave. Now, you can see pictures of this piece of plywood. I'm not sure if this piece, if this symbol that was spray painted on here has anything to do with her or maybe they just found this board that already had this symbol on there. Um, but the, the best way I know to describe it is and you can Google this if you're unfamiliar with the show, but it made me think of the show Adventure Time. Uh, the main character, Finn, his hat, he wears this white hat that has like these ear-shaped things and it slides over his whole head. Um, but if you Google Finn, Adventure Time, you can't miss it. But that's basically what type of symbol was on the board. Of course, there's pictures of this piece of plywood as well. Now, Nicole's cause of death was not released, but it has been ruled a homicide. Now, where Ariana is, is still a mystery, and Nicole's sisters are fighting to find her and bring her home. Now, the babysitters who last seen Ariana have since relocated and are believed to be in the Las Vegas, Nevada area. They remain of interest to police, but have not been named as suspects. Now, several sources did mention that Helena, one of the sitters, had spent six years in jail for previous murder charges after she was convicted of killing the father of her child. Now, we weren't able to find any record of this online, however. 
Now, Ariana has been missing now for six years and would be about eight now. She has brown eyes, black hair, and brown skin. The FBI and National Center for Missing and Exploited Children have released age-progressed photos of what Ariana might look like today. Nicole's sister has said that she believes that the San Francisco PD are doing all they can to solve this case. She's being patient with the process and hoping for the best while working to bring Ariana home. San Francisco Police Department are offering a $250,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the persons responsible for the murder of Nicole and the disappearance of Ariana. Best Buy, uh, Ariana's, I'm sorry, Nicole's place of work, uh, has also offered a $10,000 reward for direct information. Now, if you have any information, have had a sighting, or have any tips or leads, please contact any of these numbers. One being the San Francisco Police Department 24-hour tip line. You can call that number at one 415 575-4444. Or you can text a tip to TIP411. That's T-I-P-411. And that will start a text message with the San Francisco Police Department. And unfortunately, that's all we know about Nicole and Ariana Fitz. All right, guys, as I said, that's all we know factually about Nicole and Ariana Fitz at this moment. But I have been waiting to talk about this case since Kristen put it on the calendar months ago. I think this case right here is an example of the most uh, elite form of human trafficking right here. I'm just going to say it. I mean, it's just too many things add up here. This lady, uh, Briggs, who works at this homeless shelter, um, and, you know, she's a street pastor, like, she under this guise of helping people, and then you also, you're in the perfect, the perfect, uh, just revolving door, the perfect system to find people who are in need. You're finding young children, and that is the whole point, right? I, I mean, I guarantee you, Ariana is, is into some human trafficking or... They were sold to some family, some rich family. Who knows? Um, but that's why Nicole was killed. Nicole was killed because she came back to find her daughter. And I'm sure eventually they know they have to tie up these loose ends. But because of the way that they spread everything out with Briggs having these nieces and um, and the, sometimes the child's with them, sometimes the child's with her, and then... And there's just there's just so many variables here, right? It's so easy to to pass the buck or say, well, that's that's someone else's department, or well, I don't know, they saw the child last, and and this and that. It just it all just makes way too much sense. The way this came together, it came together so smoothly. From the time she was invited back to Briggs' house, Nicole and Ariana, from the time they went back to Briggs' house, they were already. They were already done. She had already had her sights on one or both of them. And I think, you know, Nicole had the the intuition 
whatever it was, she picked up on Briggs's energy or whatever. And I know she didn't like the way she was treating Ariana either. And she dipped. And then Briggs had a, had a plan B. She already had other people in place for Nicole to run to. Other people who were probably at this homeless shelter as well in her life. And they were there, right? Now you just ran into one of her other traps. She was never going to get out of this at this point. I feel like her only way out of this was to be would be to, to go back to a place where she knew other people, to go back to San Diego. Um, but she wanted to make this new life in San Francisco. And this is it's just so damn heartbreaking. She was she was doing everything she could. Literally everything she could. Even even letting her twelve year old daughter go stay with her father, you know that wasn't easy. That's never easy for a mother. The sacrifices that she made and now she, you know, she ended up paying with her life. It's awful. It's awful. But there's there are people out there like that. There are these rings. There are these um, these organizations, and they're very sophisticated, and they're interwoven into all parts of our society. I'm not trying to make everybody paranoid and afraid, but it's just the reality of it. And they target the right people. They target people that they believe aren't going to be missed. People who are in vulnerable situations, like Nicole was. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing, and it's downright terrifying. It's like the Johnny Gosh story, which we covered on True Crime Guys on Patreon. Johnny Gosh, it just changed. It just opened up my mind to so many so many things. Studying that case um, a few years ago, it just... It just threw everything out there on the table. I thought studying true crime that I'd heard that I'd heard it all and I had a good handle on on, you know, the evil in this world. But nonetheless, we can fight back against it by spreading knowledge, spreading awareness. Knowledge is power. And the more people who are aware of these sorts of things going on, the less power they have. All right. So as my son pulls back in with the lawnmower, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 Well, it's just a good way to lighten the mood, right? I might actually leave this in here. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. What was I saying? Jesus. Knowledge is power. That's it. Knowledge is power. Uh, yeah, so hopefully I gave you guys a little bit of power with this episode or whatever. I don't know. Is that, is that stupid? I don't know. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm really interested in hearing what Lauren has to say. All right? As I'm sure you are as well. Right? Let's get into it. Hit the music. Let's roll this thing. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren... It's time for Lauren Synopsis. Breaking down the case like... Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. What's up, people? Lauren here. Here to get my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. The disappearance of Ariana Fitz, who in 2016 was two and a half years old when she went missing. Her mother at the time was 32 years old. This was in the Bay Area, um, just south of San Francisco. And... Ariana um, has not been seen since. Her mother was found murdered shortly after and buried in a shallow grave 
um, in McLaren Park. And her mother, uh, Nicole Fitz, had you know been dealing with some serious financial struggles. She had been bouncing around to temporary housing. Um, and who can blame her when you, you talk about the cost of living in the Bay Area, how bad it is, how, how hard it is for people to get by, especially when rent continually gets raised. She was working hard, working multiple jobs, working for Best Buy, who has since put out a $10,000 reward for anyone that could give up information. I believe the reward uh, for anyone that can lead to the finding of young Ariana has made its way up to $250,000 between Best Buy, between the family of Ariana, and between the FBI and different uh, law enforcement agencies. Um, it's, it's really tragic. Nicole seems to, Nicole and Ariana seem to have been preyed upon. And I don't want to go in detail about the people that may have preyed upon them. You can find it. If you look, if you look around, you can find the names, the, the leader, it seems of this pack that may have preyed upon Ariana and Nicole, um, seems to have passed away in December of 2021. They offered up help to this young couple may have preyed upon them, um, using religion, uh, to empower them. And, uh, it seems they have maybe may have taken them in, um, offered up housing for them and then continually raised the rent, uh, for Nicole trying to push her away. It seemed from her young daughter, Ariana, um, not even giving Nicole a key to the home. Um, and ultimately, uh, supposedly taking young, Ariana to Disneyland around the time of Nicole's murder and Ariana's disappearance. And when Nicole demanded her daughter back, that's when she uh, was killed. And so there's a lot that points in the direction of this person that I'm not going to name. Like I said, you can find them. If you look, um, the ringleader, it seems um, a woman uh, passed away, like I said, in December of 2021. I just hope that whoever has her, um, feels guilt, finds out what's going on, that this story gets big enough that they come forward and hopefully she's been well taken care of and hopefully in good hands. It's possible that she was, you know, adopted. You know, there's not, there's nothing out of the realm of possibility. I just hope that it's not the worst that she was not sold into some sort of child trafficking or something like that. Um, but I, I do think, I just, I think everyone has this feeling that Ariana is still out there. There's been, you know, um, sketches done of what she would look like now there's been people that have been trying to connect dots to instagram pages with girls that look like her with families that have her and i just hope that uh the truth comes out maybe some dna testing something something happens and we find out the truth but i ultimately i just hope that young ariana is is doing well as a person who has a three-year-old daughter i can't imagine the the grief that the family feels and the the constant just you know the the agony that is not knowing where is she what's going on with her is she okay um yeah i I really feel for them and i hope that uh that uh something comes out about this and this story continues to grow and i'm glad michael covered this one it's uh this needs more attention so yeah that's my thoughts hope you guys enjoyed it see you next time all right lauren thank you very much for that synopsis uh, that very honest synopsis, as always, Lauren, Lauren catches the vibes as well. Um, and like I said, you know, I did mention some people, some people's names at the beginning of the episode, um, but they're everywhere. 
it's, you know, it's, it's no secret. Uh, the people who conspired against Nicole and Ariana, um, it's just, where are they? And is there enough evidence to even, to even do anything about it? But guys, we're going to keep our eyes on this case as all of the missing person cases that we do. Um, we always try to keep an ear to the ground for that type of thing, but this case in particular, I don't know. It's just something about this case that just really gets my fire burning. I can't, I don't know. But anyways, uh, guys, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for supporting the show, uh, for supporting True Crime Guys Productions in any way, shape, or form. Um, if you would like, you could support us on Patreon as well. And to be far, we support you with a quite a bit of content over there. That's patreon.com slash Guys where we release something nearly every day of the week. Uh, you'll get early access to these episodes that you're hearing on Monday. You'll hear these on Thursdays um, on the True Crime Guys $5 tier. And then on Monday, you get to hear me and Andy break down some hilarious stories on strange shorts. So you'd get to hear that every Monday. So you'd still have that Monday slot field, you know, just be a different show. And then Wednesday, you know, TCG Proper comes out. Um, Thursday, you would get the early release of Sandu. Friday, you would get Just the Banter with me and Lorne. Uh, Saturday, you get a five-minute murder show with Lorne. And then on Sunday, uh, you get TCG Weekly, which just tells you all the stuff that we released. That doesn't really count. doesn't really count. But still, got to keep everybody in the loop, all right? Uh, but again, guys, that's patreon.com slash true crime guys for just five bucks a month. You get access to all that. Plus the once a month Patreon exclusive plus the once a month Sandu stories that we do, which is basically like a, a movie that you're listening to. If you will, it's kind of like a, a well-produced audio book. If you ever listen to those on Audible where they have the sound effects and the voice actors, that's basically what we try to pull together here at Sandu Stories. But of course, a lot of our voice actors are players here at TCG. Um, but we do have a few guest spots in there. So, and maybe a few friends, family members in there as well to kind of spice things up. So then you might hear some familiar voices in those Sandu Stories. Um, but again, all those are available in the $5 tier. Patreon.com slash guys. All right, guys, we also, if you enjoy some of the music from True Crime Guys, um, then you can check out our Spotify albums. If you go on Spotify and search True Crime Guys as an artist, or you can search True Crime Guys Killer Mixtape, and we have two killer mixtapes out right now, uh, Volume 1 and Volume 2, obviously. And it's made up of uh, intros, personalized, uh, original intros that we made for different True Crime Guys episodes, okay? Also, check us out on YouTube. Search the True Crime Guys. Look for the official True Crime Guys YouTube channel. Look for the green and uh, the teal and orange, rather. And look for the TV, of course. And subscribe on there, and you can watch me and Lauren break down every True Crime Guys free episode on there. Um, and then if you join on Patreon, you get just the banter in video, five-minute murder in video, all kinds of good stuff. All right? All right, guys. I'm done blabbing. That's all I got to plug today. So... All links below for everything that I have talked about, including sources, articles, pictures, anything in regards to this case is also below. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you next week for a new strange and unexplained case. All right, until then, be strange. Just don't be strangers.
You hush your mouth, boy.